All right. So we have a live edition of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild podcast today. And we have Mark Drury here with me in the studio. And we have a very special guest there in North Carolina, I believe, and Audrey Johnson. Hi, Audrey. Hey, guys. Thanks for inviting me to join you today. Thanks for joining us. Creedmoor, North Carolina. And uh, this all comes about after a conversation that, well, I didn't know Audrey before about 6.30 or 7 o'clock this morning, but uh, I was, you know, getting up this morning, looked through a post that we had put out yesterday evening, and I, I noticed a comment that, that she had left on, on our page, and I read through it. It was a very thoughtful comment, and then I read through a multitude of other comments. It was a, a post we had with a couple of Reconics pictures with some some dogs in the farm, which as people know that follow our pages know it's a recurring theme. So we put that out there and then she had a very thoughtful response as did several others, but it went well beyond that. And it started an argument between, you know, people saying shoot dogs and don't shoot dogs. And I mean, it just went into this whole other realm that, you know, we certainly don't condone and, and thought it was kind of crazy, frankly. Absolutely. And, and so right out of the gate, you know, we tried to kind of dispel that notion throughout and posted ourselves throughout that uh post and commenting and saying hey no we would never do that and we and we would never do that it's pretty well documented i mean dads i don't know how many dogs yeah. he's caught over the years and called their owners and had them come pick them up and he's fed them and watered them while while they, they were there at uh, at the farm and and all that kind of stuff but it went to another spot and i think that's the beauty of social media it gives us this opportunity to reach out across the country to um someone like audrey who knows a lot about it and and it's their heritage and it's what they it much like turkey hunting and deer hunting is our heritage here in in the midwest this is their heritage and a farm of it and there's probably a lot of misnomers about it a lot of misinformation about yeah i wanted to look at it from an educational standpoint absolutely so you know when when audrey presented the opportunity to to catch up on the phone and just have a conversation we jumped on it and thought it'd be a very good opportunity as a whole for our listeners and viewers out there across social media to get an opportunity to learn a little bit more about the types of 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 hunting you can do with dogs you know in the midwest it's not really something that's legal in most not for states. deer yeah not for deer um but you can predator hunt Pre with dogs predator and, rabbit you yeah. know squirrels so, what you know whatever you want to do or track deer in certain states you know bloodhounds uh, illinois uh, Missouri, if you've exhausted all efforts, you can't do it in Iowa. But uh, anyway, I reached out and we had a good conversation this morning and we wanted to continue it. And we thank you so much for, for going live with us, Audrey. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your store and, and what all you got going down there in North Carolina. Well, we are in North Carolina and we're part of the, um, the heart of dog hunting here in the South. It's a way of life for us. Um, you know, it is a, a tradition and it's a time honored heritage that, that um, we want to protect and defend and see continue for future generations. Um, I grew up, I was raised with bird dogs and um, all my life um, I've been involved in some sport of, of dog huntings, uh, bird hunting, squirrel dogs, deer dogs, now bear dogs. And as we've gotten dogs, they, they, they become part of your family. I also am a bow hunter. And, and I know what it's like to, to sit in that stand. And for me, it's, um, I get a whole nother reward by the time we load these dogs. The, uh, the reward from the hunt is um, so much more fulfilling 
the gratification that you get from your partners and your teammates. So, so when does the dog season open and does it differ from the bow season or the general firearm season? Well, speaking for North Carolina, we don't have a training season. We can run all year round. So, um, we, you know, we can train any type of dog. We have, like I said, you can, um, fox hunt here, deer hunt, bear hunt, bird hunt, squirrel hunt, um, all games, small game and large game, coon hunt, um, and it's training season all year long. Um, so we don't really have per se an off season. When can you actually hunt over them? Um, our dog season, well, you run as far as kill season, that would be, um, September, October, November, and December. And is there, is there certain months that it's better? I mean, is the rut better or worse or early season versus late season? Is there a time that you go, you know what, this is peak running time? Um, I think that all just kind of depends on the skill of the dog. You've got the dog and the drive and the nose and the grit with them and, and you know, your land, you're, you're able to, um, whether it's man drives or, or you know, just – just hunting with the dogs in general, you know, uh, there, there's not really a problem or a, a better time, um, you know, one better than any other. So I'll do a comparison. Like I grew up, I always had beagles and we rabbit hunted all the time, you know, and, and a lot of guys in town had beagles and, you know, every beagle was not created equally. And I assume the same goes for dogs. It has to do with their training and their overall, I guess, genetic code, how good they are or how poor they are at it. Uh, so define a, a, the ultimate deer dog, if you will, like what's the one that you go, that's the best deer dog I ever had. Um, well, and a lot of people do choose to use beagles to hunt with. Um, Majority of people are going to use a walker, which is going to be just a taller, more long-legged, faster dog. It's going to get the dog up and move the dog across the property. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's not like you're going to have a coon dog or a bear dog that's going to find a tree and it's going to pull up on the tree and, and, and bark. It's going to move with the game and it'll, it'll leave the property with the game. Um, but, you know, you've got to have the nose. Um, and, and the drive and the grit, but just depending on the block of woods, you know, you may look up and just be able to flush them out and, and have a good day. So does the deer instinctively circle like a rabbit or do they just go and you're trying to block them off at the next property line or, you know, describe what the deer does? Um, well, it's kind of hard to say what the game's going to do. I mean, if we had a magic wand and we could control the game, then, then we wouldn't have to be in this position anyways and, and be having this debate and could, you know, steer the dog um, to the game and, and prevent the problem, knowing that he's going to a, a bordering neighboring property or, you know, somewhere that we may not have permission to be. Um, you know, we try to encourage everybody to be as proactive as possible um, encourage them to do as much as they can to make sure that either you have enough vehicles or you have enough, you know, guys on foot that are able to um, cut your dogs off or get around a path that they need to, to try to avoid, you know, any conflict because that's not what we're looking for. Um, you know, we do, we do um, encourage everybody to have a mutual respect for each other. Um, we're all in this for the same reason. Um, and, in the end, it's about unity, and we try to promote as much unity as we can and not division because we all wear orange, and we have enough on the outside that we have to face from anti-hunters, 
um, between PETA and Humane Society and different things like that, that, that we, um, you know, that we have to fight here on a daily basis to protect our dogs and make sure that our family members and loved ones come home safe with us. So let me ask you, on, on a, a typical deer drive setup, is it is it that you have several? Because we saw one picture that somebody posted on, on our post, uh, and it was a bunch of different vehicles. And, and it was, to me, it reminded me of, say, of a deer drive back when, when I was younger, you know, and, and those were more prevalent in the Midwest. You know, the guy, it says uh, Todd, Todd Edwards. Edwards. Yeah. And there were a bunch of trucks. So do you guys treat it as if it would be a deer drive like we do in the Midwest where you line up and then you just kind of flush them out? Or how do you guys approach this style of hunting? Um, yes. And, and I mean, we do have two different forms here in North Carolina. I mean, we do have what we would call, um, you know, casting the dogs and hunting with the hounds. And we also have field trials, um, which is, um, you know, more of a competition style, um, form of hunting um and those do occur um you know more year round on speed and drive and crossings and things like that but as far as the hunt itself um yeah you do want to make sure that you do have your members and and um, trucks and vehicles on foot most of the time you know with the technology that we have with garments and tracking devices and equipment now um you know, we have capabilities to look at these dogs, keep up with these dogs, and that's our investment that we make um, to to protect these dogs and ensure that they are coming home safe with us, and to try to avoid any conflict and keep you know keep them from being where they need to be as much as possible. So I notice a dog in the background there. What's uh, tell us about that dog? This is Cash. He's one of my coon dogs. Um, I had him from a puppy. And, um, and it's, it's a bond like no other. And when I talk about the reward from the hunt, that's what it is. There's, there's magic that happens in the time that you spend with these dogs and developing relationships with them, um, and, and hunting with them. And it's memories that are made that become, you know, treasures. I have a little girl now and, I, and I hope and pray that, you know, she's able to continue to make the same memories that I was able to make with my dad growing up. So, so steeped in tradition, what percentage of North Carolina hunters do you think hunt with a dog and what percent don't, or do you have any, you know, reference to that? Um, it is, it is very, very popular, very common here. I don't have the actual numbers or statistics and I'll be glad to get all that information back to you. Um, I do have that, but just not here with me. Sure. Very popular. Um, so, and that's where our conversation led this morning when we visited, I was like, you know, I appreciate your education because here we can't hunt with dogs for deer. So therefore I have no reference to it. You yeah. know, if you watch our shows, we're talking about the 13 phases, you know, and none of them were, were involved a dog. So, you know, we really don't know. So that's why I asked, I said, you know, the education process would be awesome via a podcast. For sure. And a lot of times when we, when we're talking about dogs in our area and coming onto the properties, it's usually a domestic dog that yeah, the owner just doesn't, you know, uh, take good care, not, I shouldn't say take good care of. They just don't have them, um, in a kennel or in, uh, you know, around their property or they just kind of let them free roam. It, it's clearly such a, uh, 
divisive issue as we saw with our post we didn't mean to to create that kind of uh, division amongst hunters because some guys took it right away that we were anti-dog we're not anti-dog because the dog is just being a dog yeah. i mean it's you, you let a dog run it's gonna, it's gonna run it's gonna run you know whether it's on a track or not on a track or whether it's just out you know running running Playing. through your farm but it, there's clearly a problem in the midwest there's so many loose dogs a lot of guys are like i don't want them on my property you know yeah I lost my and and i think a lot of times what you see is is guys dropping um um, what maybe was a family pet or something that they aren't don't want to take care of anymore, and they just drop them off somewhere, and they become wild, fair, you know, more or less yeah. a feral dog, and they're just roaming as no one's dog. So, <laughs> so we have that trouble a lot. And then she said the the trouble that they have down there are, are landowners that get frustrated, and they're actually shooting these dogs, which maybe which speak to that a little. It's horrible. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is that is a reality that we face, and it's all too common. Um, you know, it's landowners, um, other hunters, um, you know, across, it's not just here in North Carolina, but across the Southern states here, um, we do have that occur way too often. And that should never be the solution to any, any problem. Um, you know, we have a code of ethics that we try to promote to encourage proper care and, um, relationships to be proactive and communicate with neighboring property property and landowners um have good open lines of communication um make sure that you have proper identification um, on your collar with phone numbers good working valid phone numbers um and just realizing that you know we are unable to to control the game for us here personally in north carolina um, you know, I wish we were blessed to be like other states, um, similar to Virginia, who operate under the Dillon Law, and they, they have the right to retrieve, um, and that's state mandated. Here in North Carolina, we don't have that. And by saying that, I mean, we don't have the right to retrieve our game or our dog. Um, and that's going to be up to the landowner discretion. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, if the landowner does not want us to come and, and retrieve our dog, um, then, you know, you can, you can attempt to contact a warden, you can attempt to contact a deputy, but that's not always going to be, um, you know, granted permission for, uh, for you to get your dog. So, so two questions based on that comment. So one, do you guys have a, uh, and I, you kind of alluded to the ethics and, and the code of ethics in this, do you have a organization like, a um, quality you know qdma or uh, white tails unlimited a houndsman or, association yeah is there, is there a houndsman association of sorts in 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 those areas absolutely absolutely we have several um you know and, and it's broken down by sport as well um you know we have we have bear hunters associations we have squirrel hunters associations um we have eastern carolina houndsman alliance North Carolina Sporting Dog, Eastern Fox Hunters Association. We have several, many running hound association. Um, so Southern Hunting Dog Alliance, and that is a wonderful organization that is coming together as a unified front for um, several of the states, you know, to help um, protect and defend our heritage. Very good. So the second question, sorry, real quick, was when you when you look at a piece of property. Uh, and you know that you can't control the game and that, you know, 
the dog does what the dog does and it's and it's trying to go after the game that, that you guys are seeking is there a certain amount of acreage that you guys look for to make sure that hey i feel like at this amount of acreage we're going to be safe and and the and dog minimize that minimize the 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 dogs potentially going on to another property um no sir there's not we don't um we don't operate there's a couple other states, Georgia and South Carolina, that would operate under, um, you know, acreage restrictions with the Georgia Law and Renegade Act and um, things like that. But here in North Carolina, we don't. And it's, you know, <clears throat> um, it, it's kind of what you hope for common sense and, and um, you know, being able to to know that again, like we referenced earlier, you got enough people and enough um, enough people or vehicles to, to cover that area. Um, but but no, we don't here. Okay, uh, I was going to say anybody that's a member of those organizations that by chance is listening to this or watching it, please leave some comments, you know, so that people could go maybe leave a link to your organization so people could go learn more, Absolutely. read into it. Tim, are we uh, we getting any questions over there, buddy? While we've got uh, Audrey on the phone here, yeah. So uh, Jake Loiacano. Um, actually posted a comment he said this isn't about different styles of hunting this is about these folks i assume he means the juries actually encouraging shooting dogs hmm. and that's the point of this pod or this podcast is live is we don't encourage that we never have encouraged that we never will encourage that and so, we got accused of that over and over and, and over no one ever said go shoot a dog and every time we'd reply and say no way man that's I not del- what we're i deleted about. dozens of those types of comments so, meaning people saying was, if yeah, they come on my land i'm gonna shoot them i got rid of those you know and, and i'm sure didn't catch them all but I, I tried to go ahead audrey yeah yeah no you guys absolutely have not um you know have not condoned that in the least but it, it unfortunately it is the reality that we face there's been several cases you know there were several comments made in the post and i think that was the fear of the post is it opening the gate and what a post like that will allow and what what that will draw and no it's never okay you know just a couple of weeks ago there was another post made that referenced the three s's um and you know that's that's something morally and ethically um as a sportsman that, that we would never support, you know, any harvest you have to have Nor would a, respect, we. Yeah. Uh, a respect for. And Absolutely. That's, that's never anything that, um, you know. Absolutely. So I it couldn't over, be further from the truth from our standpoint. I think over our 30-year history, we've proven time and time again we try to be ethical and respectful and, and promote, you know, legal hunting and, and, and conservation, anyway, conservation. And, yeah, so, of course, so you know i don't know it's one of those deals where you're, you're darned if you do you're darned if you don't so that's the point of this was us trying to help give a voice to hound hunters and and show the other side of the you know the the, the um post i truly wanted to hear about it from an educational standpoint because with education on how uh, certain areas hunt that are different than ours comes maybe some sense of unity in that well maybe I need a better understanding of what they're referring to and that yeah. was kind of why I reached out to to Audrey because her post was so so well written I said you know I'd really like to have you on a podcast she sent her cell number so I called her and we started visiting so we really appreciate you coming on today and do you have any other questions out there Tim maybe yeah. any directed at Audrey yeah then this this one is is likely directed at Audrey it's from a person named Britain the first thing 
every dog hunter throws up is their right to dog hunt. What about the rights of still hunters that have their rights ruined by dogs? I mean, I take off work to get in the stand, and when it's ruined, that's just a waste of money. Um, you know, often the end result is um, success for a harvest for a still hunter. If you just hang out and um, give it a minute, you may find that you luck up. Um, you know, you may, that dog just might bump that trophy deer through to you. Um, and that's, you know, we do, um, want to make sure that, that the focus and what we promote is a unified front. Um, hound hunters are a major part of the front line of conservation. You know, we're not just hound hunters. Majority of us are also still hunters. Um, you know, and we're just we hunters. <laughs> and take part, you know, in more than just hound hunting um, and the contribution, you know, fishing and in, in different sports as a whole to be um, conservationists of the wildlife and the game. Um, you know, just as, as anything in life, in any, any sport, any group, any organization, you know, um, there may be, there are a few bad apples but there are laws in place, and those laws need to be enforced. Um, there's nothing that, um, you know, going back again to the fact that we don't have the right to retrieve. We can't, we can't get our family member. I'm sure, you know, no one would want to go home without their child. Um, and we need to build relationships and work together. Um, invite other people to come hunt who haven't experienced it so they can, you know, get hooked, have that relationship and those open lines of communication with the landowners, um, make the effort to be proactive, um, you know, and, and try to um, always respect each other no matter, no matter what the circumstances. You know, you're, you're a sportsman first. Absolutely. Um, you respect the game and you respect each other. Um, you know, again, you know, we keep coming back to it. We all wear orange. Sure. You know, we can't hunt deer over dogs in either Missouri or Illinois or Iowa or any of the above, but I've had a few bucks that I would have liked to have tried it on yeah. <laughs> to get them up and moving because it just seemingly would not move. I think, well, come, the, on, come on down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Down. I think the disconnect that I see, and I went through that post and followed it obviously. And, and, um, I think the disconnect a lot of the a lot of the times where it's to most people it was black or white. It's a lot like our politics today. It was black or white. You're either on this side or you're on the other Not side. Not many dog centrists out there. And you know, for a lot of these guys that have dogs ruin your hunt. I think it's mostly a domestic domesticated dog run. It's not a hound hunter per se. I know that's it's a domestic dog. It's a domestic dog. And so it's, it's not even, we're not even talking about the same things. I think the one common thing that we are saying is, is, you know, the S the triple S, you know, method that you, you know, you're condemning. That's correct. That's unacceptable. And we, we condemn it too. Um, you know, I think we show that we try to go great lengths to, to, and the, the very root of the post 
was, I think, misinterpreted because we we said deer dogs, meaning right. D-E-A-R, like deer we dogs, like, a, like we were them. riding to the dog, meaning your owner really isn't paying attention. We've asked and asked, and they still won't keep you tied up. And we even mentioned, at least keep them out in October, November, you know, when we're out there hunting so much. So it was a tongue-in-cheek post meant to say the owners really aren't helping us here. So, it, And I think a lot of people construed that as we targeted deer dogs, D-E-E-R, and that was not the and case. That we were poking the bear you know yeah and that wasn't 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 the the case case. either so um yeah i don't think that was the intention of the post it just opened the gates for things to you know allowed several comments yeah it did um, and and none of us support yeah was was not our intent we apologize for that certainly any other um questions out there tim yeah joey makes a comment joey rayner says that running deer with dogs is traditional you outlaw deer hunting with dogs you got to outlaw all hunting dogs uh, including ducks, rabbits, squirrel, hogs, anything to do with dogs and hunting can't be picky. You do away with one, you got to do away with all of it. And and I don't think anybody's saying that. You know that we want to outlaw that. You know. No, and Audrey, maybe you you could speak to this. Has there been a state where dog hunting was allowed that it has been taken off the books in the last decade or so? I mean, generally where it's allowed, it's still allowed. I, I don't, like here, it's never been allowed, so we've just never been able to do it, so we grew up hunting a different method. Um, or maybe a commenter could say, yeah, I used to be able to dog hunt and I can't anymore. I mean, has it been, you know, have they taken it off the books anywhere? I, I think, unfortunately, you know, we're we're starting to see the trend and we're starting to see um, attempts, um, for, for restrictions and limitations. But there again, that goes back to, there's not necessarily an issue that should arise that does not already have laws in place to, um, handle that situation. So we just need to make sure the laws that are already in place are enforced, um, encourage good neighborly, you know, relationships among each other and just, um, Absolutely. You know, we may choose to do things differently, but we're on the same team. Very good. Anything else, Tim? And commenters are saying that, that in some states this is a county-by-county county push and that it's slowly being edged out. Oh, they are trying so to edge it out. incrementalism at play, it sounds like. So it's a it's hot North, topic. Yeah, North Carolina, like I referenced earlier, we're not um, like Virginia where we, they operate under a Dillon law, which means they're state mandated here in North Carolina. It is County by County. And we do have to, you know, go before the commissioners and, um, you know, try to, to, um, protect and, and defend this heritage. Um, I know here for us in North Carolina, we actually had a constitutional amendment, um, that was passed, um, this year to protect, all forms of traditional hunting. Awesome. And awesome. The, the sport of hound hunting, you know, traces all the way back in, in lineage to, you know, George Washington. Um, you know, so it is a rich heritage and it is a passion for so many. It's a bond that some people who haven't experienced it will never even understand. So that that's what we want to try to reach, teach, and release to those who don't know the love of the hound life absolutely i, I think I um if we could help and and share that 
you know, somehow through our social channels, we're all for it. Well, I, I talked to Audrey this morning. I said, do you write or do you know of a good, you know, houndsman that writes that we could publish some stories within DeerCast? We'd love yeah. to embrace that culture within DeerCast because it's for all deer hunters. Just so, you know, just from an educational standpoint and give yeah. them a voice within within our app. So she's going to work with Tim to possibly get that going. So very good. Anything else out there, Tim? Or Mark, you got an invite from Brandon Means to come to Virginia, listen to a pack of rabbit beagles, and uh, he thinks that you'll be hooked. God bless him. Thank you. I appreciate the invite, and we Better sure, run. yeah, we sure appreciate your time, Audrey. You did a fantastic job, and uh, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Same to you guys. Thanks so much, and we'll be in touch. And um, moving forward, you know, we'll we'll work on this together because we all wear orange. Absolutely, we do. We're all together. Better better together than divided. That's certainly true. Absolutely. Thank you, Audrey. You did a great Thanks. job. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So that wraps it up. Uh, hopefully you guys found this interesting, guys and gals out there. And, uh, you know, anytime we can do something that's a little outside of our comfort zone or our familiarity we're all for it cool part about social media man. that's right we were able to to get you know get out there and talk to audrey we wouldn't have met her otherwise and now uh now we know her and we're uh starting down a different path absolutely tim's, and i didn't have to get all dressed up for a podcast no, that's right tim's going to uh tim's out. <laughs> get some dog articles in there on on deercast i think it'd be good yeah looking forward to it. i mean you and i were talking before this that that that's a growth area for me i'm not super familiar with the tradition of hunting deer with dogs yeah so. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be good Always for all of us. to learn. Yep. Very good. So. All right. Well, if you ever want to check out other podcasts that we're doing over at Jury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, you can always check them out anywhere a podcast is available and subscribe, or you can go to the Jury Outdoors YouTube channel or DeerCast and see the video version and uh, see just how ugly we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Appreciate everybody so, tuning in. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. We love dogs. <laughs> We're adding new videos every week, so make sure to click that subscribe button and check out all of our amazing content. This episode of DOD TV was brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's.